Let's Talk Native is produced at the Eltian Studios on the Cataraugus territory of the Seneca Nation. We break all the rules for Native media by peeling back the layers of assimilation and indoctrination. No prayers, no buffalo speeches, and no spirituality shows. While this podcast does not provide a path to spiritual enlightenment, we do take a tough look at history, oppression, and our survival. But the real goal here is to bring our people together by breaking down what separates us. So, welcome to Let's Talk Native with John Kane. Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Talk. I'm John Kane. I'm your host, and uh, well, it's it's Monday. <laughs> Uh, it happens to be the Monday after the big NFL game. So I'm not going to talk about the, the game itself, but I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about the fact that one of the teams has a race-based mascot and that the NFL is trying to cast itself as this crusader for uh, social justice and racial equity. Uh, and in doing so... There's like these gaping holes that that they seem to have left out of not only part of their their pomp and circumstance associated with their big game of the year, but even as all the networks covered it. And and so, so let me let me get right right into it. First off, they had the same uh, uh, young woman uh, Gorman, I think her last name is, that uh, uh, was the poet, you know, doing a poem for the uh, the. This the, the Super Bowl, like just like she did for the inauguration. Um, she they had again people of color sing very patriotic songs. I think Alicia Keys did the America the Beautiful, and and then they had a uh, a blues singer and a country singer come together to sing the national anthem. Um, and there was again there were there was a lot of conversation about. Uh, about racial equity, but they never once mentioned Colin Kaepernick's name. I mean, for for all of the, you know, touting touting the millions of dollars that the NFL is going to put into social you know, social justice and racial equity, and in interviews with different players, nobody nobody mentioned Colin Kaepernick's name. And and it's the the irony that that the NFL is trying to do this and, and trying to use their huge platform, their their you know their big moneymaker game at the end of the season to elevate themselves as these champions for social justice and not, and not address. I mean, look, they have pictures of George Floyd and, you know, Breonna Taylor's name shows up in a few places, all of that stuff, but not one, not one mention of Colin Kaepernick and the fact that he is the NFL player who, who brought this thing to the, into the attention of the world and paid a price and is still paying a price by being blackballed by the, by the NFL. It, it, it is just, it is bizarre to me. And, and, and it wasn't missed by others. I mean, I, I, I've heard it mentioned a few places, but, but the fact that you have, you know, a dozen NFL commentators talking about every aspect of the game, and not one of them could mention uh, mention Colin Kaepernick's name. Not not one of them, and none of the players. So I don't know if if you know these are all recorded segments. If if any were they were they were cut out. But there's all this conversation about social social justice and racial equity, 
and you know, and, and you know, and they they went out of their way to make sure that they talked about the police and first responders and all this stuff, all this other stuff. Of course, a lot of pandemic issues. But the two big stories of of this year are social justice and the pandemic. And Colin Kaepernick didn't exactly um, hijack, you know, uh, you know, even one specific murder. Like, as in Breonna Taylor or George Floyd, he was talking about this before this happened. If he was trying to raise raise awareness before this happened, and frankly, if the NFL hadn't blackballed him so much, if they hadn't, you know, gone all racist on Colin Kaepernick, who knows? Those two people might still be alive today. So the work that they're doing now. I, I guess we can do a calculation. How many more people had to die? And I, and I guess I should know that number. How many more people had to die after Colin Kaepernick began his campaign before you, you could shake anything up? Now, look, I also know that the NFL and Colin Kaepernick, they reached a settlement on lawsuit. Um, and, 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 and who knows what the stipulations were there. But that's the NFL. That doesn't stop, you know, the network's. Uh, you know, or, or, or the advertisers. I mean, even if, if I recall, it was last year that, that Nike had their, their Colin Kaepernick advertisements out during the, uh, the in the run up to the Super Bowl and during the Super Bowl. No, he, he was, he was an absolute no show, absolute no show this time. And, and you got to believe that this was another further cementing of this idea that he is blacklisted from, you know, from you know even being mentioned during an NFL game it's 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 pretty incredible now <laughs> so what is the other big story as it relates to the NFL social justice and this year the Washington football team i mean <laughs> the Washington football team which has been the most obstinate you know team and, and with and, and team owner on the whole race-based mascot. Of course, theirs is, their name was a racial slur, but they dropped the name. And you know what? They didn't drop it because the NFL suggested they do it. They did it because moneyed, moneyed interests, FedEx, you know, the uh, Nike, Walmart, Target, Amazon, all of these big retailers said, look, the handwriting's on the wall here. We can't ignore the racial equity and the social justice issues. And we can't continue to support a team that's got a that's it's got a racial slur for a name. So Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington football team, did what he vowed he never would do. He dropped the name. How is that not a story? How does that not fold in to some of the, you know, again, the B-roll, the backstory, and all of that, all of that other stuff they do you know, during Super Bowl Sunday? I mean, I, even if they were to, to at least claim a little bit of false credit somehow, but to not mention that the Washington football team, one of the original teams of, of you know of the of the NFL, dropped its name in the midst of all this social justice. I mean, how do you ignore that part of the story? Well, I'll tell you how. You ignore it because one of the teams competing in the game down on the field has a race-based mascot, and it doesn't have to. I mean. Look, I saw somebody post something today that says, look, we're not asking, you know, for you to, you know, allow us to rip your children out of their, out of their homes and, and send them away to be indoctrinated. 
We're not asking you to, to, you know, to allow us to rip off your land. We're not asking you to subject yourself to, you know, to disease blankets, murders, massacres, uh, scalping. We're not asking. We're asking you to. T- we're telling you to change your freaking name of a football team. It's a, it's a football team. And you know, here's the thing about the about the Kansas City team. The name doesn't come from any native reference. And, and this is the way I understand it. And people can correct me if I'm wrong. But the way I understand it, they took the name from a former mayor of Kansas City whose nickname was the Chief. So they called themselves the Chiefs. It had nothing to do with a native headman or, or anything like that. They, they backfilled all of that native reference to the name that had nothing to do with native people. And let me be clear again, too, that the word chief isn't ours. It's one that, that white, white people assigned to native leadership. Why? Because they had, I think the word comes from Ireland or Scotland originally. I, I, it's, it's, I, I'm pretty sure it's, it's a, a, a name that comes from, you know, Scotland or something like that. So, they, so this idea of having a, you know, a, a leader being called a chief seems somewhat familiar to, to people of, of British or, or you know, a British background. So it sounds, I guess it seemed appropriate, but there is such a lack of under, or there's such a misunderstanding about what the word means and how it's been applied to us. For one thing, we often heard and native, native people here all the time. Oh, you, you guys believe in the hereditary chief system. I'm not saying that some territories didn't have some level of hereditary leadership. And by hereditary, meaning fathers follow, you know, the son follows the father's, you know, um, footsteps, I guess. I don't know. But no, we don't have royalty. A chief is not a king. Specifically when it comes to, to Haudenosaunee, the word that we have is Rodionesu uh, or Roniana. And it, what, what it means is that he has a path. And the people have placed him on that path. So, so it's not like he gets to make his own path. He is placed on a path. And that path is guided by the people. So he, he is not the, you know, the supreme ruler. So the, you know, this idea, you know, this misconception about what the word even means, especially when you put it in a native context. And again, I got to well, let me say it again. It became in a, uh, it, it was backfilled to have a native context because when they first used the name, it had nothing to do with native people. So I don't even know if, the, you know, Jake and I were at, talking about, I don't even know if if the if Kansas City has a mascot per se. <clears throat> Their name, I mean, maybe they got some goofy guy that runs around the field dressed up. Is, is it like a native person? A wolf? A wolf? Oh, of course. So it used to be a guy in red face, but but not anymore. So what their logo is the arrowhead. Their their name is the Chiefs. And um, and of course, this is the other thing that, that you, you know I don't know how you get away from this, but if you know that there are certain behaviors associated with with your the name of your team or your mascot that cross a line, like red face, and you know that's wrong because blackface is wrong, so Obviously, red face. Well, it wasn't so obvious because red face was is still going on. It still exists today in stadiums. I mean, and many, much of the behavior, the tomahawk chop, and all all that other stuff, um, headdresses. Now, so Kansas City, just this past season, well, actually, I think it was began in last season. 
started to uh, create prohibitions against headdresses and red face and that kind of stuff. So you know that it's wrong. You know trying to emulate, mock the very name that you're calling your team, which is a mockery. You know that's wrong. So, so, so there's a line there. You know there's a line that's too far. So the question for these teams, and, and for the NFL in particular, because now there's only one team left. There's only one team left in the NFL, unless I'm wrong. But I think there's only one team left, and, that, and that's Kansas City, that has a race-based mascot, a native-themed mascot. So you know that it's wrong because the rest of them are gone, including the Washington football team. And you know it's wrong because now you're saying, well, we don't want red face. We don't want, uh, we're not going to dress a, a, a native person. We're going to mock the culture. We're not going to dance people out there. Although <laughs> I saw in the run-up to this game, they had the big drum out there. They had a bunch of people beating on a big drum that says that had K, KC on the front of it. <laughs> and you know what? I got to admit, I watched the start of the game. When they announced the, the Kansas City team coming out and they opened up the doors and they come running out of the field, they literally were playing that same old Hollywood theme music that gets associated with native people that brings out the tomahawk chop that yep sure enough so the NFL didn't have enough foresight to say we're going to move away from that too in fact they, they literally played the tomahawk chop theme I mean and and I, maybe that's not a, a direct connection but that's what most people associated with so they did that right be, before the game even started so I mean it is it, to me there's just a a level of absurdity that comes with the with this NFL, the, the most successful um, sports league in the in the United States right now, that still cannot recognize the wrong that they're doing. They know that it's wrong because that's why they're scaling back. No more red face, no more headdresses, uh, and they say they're not. You know, in fact, <laughs> what they said in uh, in Kansas City, they won't. They're they're discouraging the the tomahawk job. But when they played in, in Tampa Bay last night, they had no problem putting the music over the announcements. You know, and this was played on the field. This wasn't just played by the network. So, I mean, it's they know it's wrong, and that's why they try to scale it back. But it's almost like saying, yeah, but it's only a little racist. It's not, we're not as racist as we used to be. Look, as I've been fighting, you know, even my own high school, Cambridge, New York, over their, their mascot, they say, yeah, but we don't do that anymore. Oh, so you recognize that it was wrong. You recognize that wearing more paint and, and red face and dressing up his name, you recognize that that was all wrong, right? Yeah, yeah, we know it's wrong. But you don't recognize that the name is wrong? I mean, it, it's it, again, you get to this place where people think, well, as long as we're not as racist as we used to be, we're better, right? No, you're still being racist. I mean, and... And it's still wrong for a sports team. And, and, I, and I almost get it a little bit that it, that it might be tougher for these big professional organizations that have money invested in their branding. I get that. But, you know, I, I also have to, you know, I got to skip over to basketball for a second. Because in basketball, there, there's a team called the Warriors. Yep, Golden State. Won national championships a couple of years here in a, in a row here. Very, you know, one of the most prominent NBA teams in in the league. But nobody associates the word warrior with native people. Why? Because they bailed on that. They said, no, we can still keep the name. In fact, their logo on their jersey is the is the Golden Gate Bridge. So when you watch the Golden State Warriors, you have no inkling that they that that word is any way connected to native people. 
So there are certain words. And you know what? The word chief, they could keep the name, but get away, get rid of the native references. I mean, you, you put the picture of your of your beloved mayor that you're named after as your logo. Put the you know town hall or something. I don't know any anything. But there are certain words like warrior, to a less extent chief. But I mean, there are certain words that, that have been used. I, I I'll, I'll have to go back again. The first time I heard the name Red Raiders as a, as a team name, I didn't know they were talking about native people. I didn't know what the hell a Red Raider was. I mean, in football, the the Oakland team, uh, which is now Los Angeles, is it the the, the Raiders? Oh, who do they play for? Vegas? Yeah, I, I I don't even know where they play anymore. <laughs> I, I stopped following football about the time Colin Kaepernick <laughs> got blackballed. But yeah, so the the his, you know this legendary football team out of Oakland, which was the Oakland Raiders and the LA Raiders, and I don't know, if, I think they might be Vegas now. I don't know, but they. You know, they were raiders, but they had nothing to do with native people. They, they, they were just um, like pirates. They, I mean, they look like a football player with an eye patch on. Ironically, <laughs> again, the two teams playing last night, one of them is named after thieves because a buccaneer, by definition, is a pirate. A pirate, by definition, is a thief. So the one team was named after thieves, and the other team were called the Chiefs. And it wasn't lost on this native person that the thieves prevailed over <laughs> over the team with the native uh, with the native name. Yeah, we'll talk about uh, you know <laughs> uh, life imitating history or, or or sports imitating life. I don't know what you want to use that phrase. I guess. So yeah, the 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 buccaneers, the pirates, the thieves, you know, managed to uh, you know to, to take the championship from the from the native people. So they're uh, the, the the chiefs, right? No, of course they're not native people. But again, I, I have to, I, you know, I would have been remiss not to mention what, what what transpired last night in terms of how the game was presented right out of the gate. You know, I you, we saw images of you know people beating a big native drum, and we saw you know we heard the theme song play as they as they came out onto the field. And, and of course, we you see all the references to, you know, to, with, the, with the arrowheads and that kind of stuff, and 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 it's it's frustrating because it doesn't take a genius to figure this out. And if you know that there, like I said, that there is a level of inappropriateness associated with native mascots, and you know it so well that you try to draw the line back and say, no, we're not going to allow red face, we're not going to allow you know, uh, war bonnets. We're not going to allow this. And we're not going to allow... So you're going to try to create prohibitions against some aspect of the of, of the logo and mascot that, you, that you've chosen or the name you've chosen for your team? Well, would the easier solution be to just change the name of the team? Of course it would be. You know, and, 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 and you know, I said the same thing about the Washington football team. There's opportunity in changing your name. You get to market a whole bunch of new merchandise and that kind of stuff. But, you know, we're, we're battling this thing at the, you know, at the, at this level against pro sports. And right now in, in pro sports, there's one NFL team. There's one major league baseball team left. Now that Cleveland has, you know, made their decision to drop their name. And there's, there's one um, uh, national hockey league team with, with native mascots. That's all that's left. I mean, think about that. That's all that's left. Well, how is there not enough pressure to make those one those one offs to go away? And it would make a big difference for those of us who are 
who are fighting, you know, high schools, you know, over the same issue. Because let's, let's be honest, the Washington football team was the, the biggest argument that anybody always gave us, especially for high schools that were using the R word for the name. They always say, well, if it's good enough for a team that plays, you know, for the, representing the national capital, then why isn't it good enough for us? So that was always their argument. Well, that, that argument's gone. And every one of these pro teams, like the, like Cleveland changing its name. I mean, you know, for those people who say, wow, what's, what's really wrong with, with Indians? Well, <laughs> um, it, it clearly was wrong because, uh, because Cleveland the Major League Baseball team just dropped its name. You know, we also get into debates over things like um, words that are not necessarily derogatory like, like, like the Washington football team's name was, like Braves. Well, what could possibly be wrong with Braves? Well, the problem is that you are you are mischaracterizing what what a native person is. You're you're. It's always about suggesting that we're that we're warlike and that we're aggressive and that, that that's our that those are the main characteristics of our people. And of course, any of these native references, whether it's an inanimate object like a you know like a tomahawk or an arrowhead or you know or, or any other kind of native reference. They, they try to capture us at a moment in time long ago. So they try to cast us as some sort of, you know, either 17th century or 18th century, or, I mean, or either 18th or 19th century. So, you know, sometimes they'll use the 1800s and they'll, you know, as they're looking at natives out West. But they'll try to capture us as, as a relic of the past. Like we are not human beings still here. I mean, even using the word chief is problematic because... Regardless of how we we came to use the word, when we use the word, it has meaning to us. And for you to use it just to mock it as a as a sports logo, is is wrong. I mean, it when I, when I think about the things that if you took from another culture, how cl how clearly and how quickly people would respond to it. So if you were talking about you know presidents, for instance, or if you were talking about you know. Uh, um, you know, specific peoples that are still alive today, then you would, uh, you, you know, there'd be a response. So whether you're talking about uh, uh, people of different uh, ethnicities, I mean, ironically, the, the, the Tampa Bay team, which calls themselves the Buccaneers, those pirates were pirates of the, mostly around the Spanish American coastlines and the Spanish American colonies of so the Caribbean and such. And they were thieves. And so anybody tries to tell me, well, we use native stuff. We use the native imagery to honor you. Really? Were you honoring pirates with buccaneers? You know, or these teams that use names like marauders or, or crusaders? I mean, I mean, there's still high schools today, especially Catholic schools, <laughs> that are still calling themselves crusaders. Nobody thinks that that's, that's like inappropriate. The idea that there was a church-based race war that would rage across Europe trying to wipe out, I mean, as crazy as it seems now to me that there was such an appetite to, to kill communists because of their political beliefs, it's not that unusual when you consider what was, what was done to you know, people who were, I mean, to be clear, the Christian nations of the, of the world, they viewed anybody who wasn't a Christian as an enemy. And in fact, that's the, that's the language that came right out of the Vatican, the enemies of Christ. So once you cast somebody as your enemy or in any way subhuman, then it's easy to kill people. And, you know, and that's what's happened historically. And the fact that that's still being mocked today 
and used today in, in, in forms of mascots. I mean, it, this isn't just about political correctness running amok, as they say. This is about be, trying to be socially responsible and understanding that, especially as it relates to schools, we have children who are affected by this stuff. We have kids that are impacted because as I sit here as a native person today, I do understand that, that the overwhelming majority of, of American children, and, and, I, and, and I don't mean just white children, but, but black kids as well, other kids of color, I mean, especially Im immigrant communities from, from, from some parts of the world, they have no idea that, that we even exist. They don't know that we exist, and they don't know that we still exist. They may know what have a, an image in their mind about what a native person is, and how did they get that? Well, they watch cartoons. They saw it on Disney. They saw you know some old you know, western or something like that, or they they see this mockery that's made you know in, in sports. You know, and for those of us who are trying to assert who we are and our distinction and our right to exist as a distinct people. This represents a challenge, and it does. I mean, for anybody who thinks that, it, that it's insignificant, it's not. I mean, the, the very people that we have to confront in Washington, uh, you know, it, as um, governmental officials, in, in Albany as governmental officials, or any state capital, or even as we, we in, interact with, you know, with border issues relating to, you know, on the U.S. or Canada side, every one of these people have already been adversely influenced by mascots, by how we were taught in school or how, how we were taught about in school. The first thing that we have to overcome with, especially with, with white people, is, there, is the ignorance they have about who we are. And where does that ignorance come from? It's because their head's been filled with these images. So look, it, it's not a small impediment. It, it is a big impediment. And, and I'll tell you, the other thing that it leads to not only is there the objectification of native people in general, and I've, and I've brought this up before, and I'll bring it up again, specifically the objectification of native women. And that's why we, we have missing and murdered indigenous women almost at epidemic proportions in both the U.S. and Canada. It has become, you know, this idea that the rape culture that came with colonization has been able to maintain itself and sustain itself for, for all of the, the, the strides that people want to say that, you know, in civil rights and in human rights that the U.S. and Canada have made, how is it that Native people still rack up the top of the list of every list you don't want to be on and the bottom of every list you don't want to be on the bottom of? And, and, and everybody knows it's true, even when it comes down to things like COVID-19. We are perishing um, at the highest level of any other group in, uh, in, in the U.S. And, and I don't know about the, on the Canadian side, but I know in the U.S. And, and, of course, we paid a lot of attention to, to Navajo territory because they are a large population and the numbers become significant. But I'm going to tell you right now. So I sit here in Seneca territory. I'll bet if you, if you extrapolate the numbers here in Seneca territory, the, the, the rate of infection and deaths in Seneca territory are probably every bit as bad or worse than they are in Navajo territory. And, you know, and, and I know nobody's really checking out those numbers and it's not a big news story because, you know, we're a small population here in, in most of our territories. But this is the reality. The reality is there is systemic racism that in many ways is unique to Native people the way, that, the, the way we experience it. And mascots are a perfect example of that unique 
aspect of, of racism that Native people experience. But we see it in many other ways. And, and part of the issue is that we're not just fighting to be, we're not just fighting to be Americans here. In fact, many of us are, are fighting against trying to be characterized as Americans. What we're fighting for is our identity. An identity that is being stolen by mascots, it's being stolen by Hollywood, it's being stole, stolen by literature, and it's being stolen by the way schools teach about Native people. So our first obstacle is overcoming the, 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 all the bad information that's been put out there, all of the, the misrepresentations of who we are, including the, the words that were called Indians, warriors, redskins, red raiders, braves. Now, we have words for ourselves, and we're perfectly willing and happy to tell you what they are. But you have to ask and stop trying to, be, uh, stop trying to appropriate who we are for your own amusement and entertainment. So what we saw last night. We saw it once again. We'll see what, what transpires as we, as we go through this new year. Maybe we, we knock off a couple of more of these sports, these professional sports teams that are using native mascots. But I, it looks like they're pretty dug in, so this one might be, might be tough. Can't be any tougher than what the Washington football team was. In the meantime, we're going to keep pecking away at the high schools as well. So we'll keep at it. Look, I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, you didn't miss much. The game was terrible, by the way. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see you back here on Wednesday. Yahweh. Uh-huh.